0: Visit RobertHalf.com today.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pixies Podcast, CBS Sports' daily NFL podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, December 21st. I probably will f- be, it probably will be for the duration of the podcast because 7 p.m. Tuesday games uh in the NFL apparently end really early. Golly. Can, I, you know the Tuesday games weren't very fun. We'll break them down and talk about the playoff picture and all that. But man, I would uh I would not be opposed to uh starting NFL games at seven PM. I know it's not helpful for the West Coast. Don't care. They started a they started a Rams game at seven PM. So uh maybe that maybe that should be the starting time. Joining me to be yeah for well I know but I think anyway Joining me to break it down, Ryan Wilson, John Breach. What's up, boys? Yeah,
0: here's the thing, and we used to talk about this when Sean Wagner McGuff, before he got fired, we were going to stay at his parents' house during the season in Hawaii and just watch all morning games because by the time we finish, it's early morning. Uh, so in right. Hawaii, it's like 6 a.m. That's, That's, I'm fine with that I because, you know, we'll just pull up Brinson at the Super Bowl and just don't go to sleep. Am I right, Breach?
2: No, then our, <laughs> our podcast ends at like 8, 7 p.m. at night, and then we hit the town uh, in Hawaii afterward, uh, but Mr. East Coast Bias over here wants every game to start at 7. That is absurd, Brinson.
1: Try was, driving was, home. He, the Super Bowl is like face plant asleep. Breach and Brodsky at the Super Bowl is don't sleep. That's You got the wrong. True the story. Wrong
0: As I was leaving the New York City Super Bowl with the flu at 4 a.m. to go to the airport and catch my plane, old Breach and Brodsky come moonwalking in after a long night out. Breach, of course, wearing the jacket that he never gave back to me, but that's another story.
2: Uh, you could have asked for it then, and that's what a smart person would have done. So I'm <laughs> exonerated.
1: If you are watching this show on YouTube with us live, hope you stayed up to do so. Uh, go ahead and smash that like button. I'm guessing that we will, uh, it'll be, it, it is interesting. That, you know, we'll see how many people we get joining us, but typically speaking, a uh, two Snoozer Tuesday games are not going to
2: you know, ramp up
1: the interest. We should call it
2: Snooze Day. Trademark that. Let's put on a shirt, sell Snooze it. Snooze Day um, football, maybe.
0: Well, and The Rams my defense, game was good. In my defense, I didn't see that game because Fox didn't show it in my area, and I was blame Fox.
2: If you lived on the West Coast, you would have watched it. Why don't you move there? You live in Nashville, dumb dumb. How'd you see it? Right in the middle of the country.
3: Oh!
0: But I enjoyed the uh, the Washington Philly game in part because Philly got down ten nothing on two crazy plays, and I'm sure Debo was, you know, air punching his wall like he was Rocky. And then they came back, and I like the whole Garrett Gilbert situation. Those, those, I mean, you know, Nick Mullis did well yesterday. Excuse me, Garrett Gilbert. I mean, the guy, they literally saw the telecast. He was giving his daughter, uh, his baby daughter, a bath or something on Friday <laughs> or Thursday or whatever on the Patriots practice squad. Friday he's in D.C. and today he's a starter. I mean, that dude, he should be a Hall of Famer based on the way he played. He wasn't terrible. And uh, he didn't give him a chance to win. They were up to nothing. They couldn't hold in the league because the defense couldn't tackle anybody. But I thought, you know, he availed himself. We've seen worse performances from first-round picks this year than we've seen from Nick Mullins and Garrett Gilbert.
1: Sure. I mean, we saw, I mean, Kyler Murray was worse on Sunday than, than Nick Mullins and Garrett Gilbert were on, on uh, Monday and Tuesday.
2: And going into that game, if you thought anyone was going to wet Washington down, you did not think it was going to be their run defense, oh, which had given up the fourth fewest yards in the NFL going into this week. And you definitely thought it was going to be Garrett Gilbert. It, this He got drafted in 2014, and this was just his second career start. And like you said, Wilson, he wasn't even on the roster seven days ago. So the fact that he they scored any points with this guy at quarterback was a miracle.
1: Okay. Let's uh reminder. If you're watching on YouTube and by the way, if you're listening to the podcast, of course, thank you for us always for listening. You don't have to Everyone shouldn't just watch on YouTube, but we appreciate the YouTube watchers. If you're listening to the podcast on Spotify specifically, they have added five-star rate or they've added rating systems. I assume if you're listening, you'd like to give us a good rating. So give us that five-star rating smash that. And if you're watching on YouTube, and also happy happy wednesday if you're watching if you're if you're listening on spotify that's probably when it'll come out and if you're watching on youtube hit the like button if you haven't hit the uh subscribe and alert button go ahead and do that as well
0: and let me just say quickly um whether it's on spotify or itunes we need a five-star review because uh one of our most recent reviews on on itunes and i don't want to bring attention to this other than it's funny when i said i would take my homes over uh I mean, I take DJ it. Herbert over Mahomes? Yeah, and Bre- you know, Breach gave a little pushback. Someone, someone gave us a one-star review on iTunes for that co- so solely because of that conversation, because you and I, Brinson, were morons for even suggesting that Justin Herbert was playing a little better than Mahomes the last month or so. I- I mean, and we don't have to get into it. I just want to point that out. So you have to go counteract that by giving a five-star review if you like it. That's all I wanted to say. We can circle back to that later after we talk to the, about the games. But I thought that person – it was funny. That person was so angry. It was, <laughs> it was probably a breach if we're being honest. That They went out there and gave us a one-star. Well, if you, you get
1: don't like five? something we say on the podcast, just shoot us an email or a tweet. You don't have to leave a one-star review like, I hated this argument. We, we hate our good. kids.
2: Who would you guys rather have, Patrick Mahomes or Garrett Gilbert?
0: <laughs> Garrett Gilbert. Let's see what that gets us on the ratings. <laughs> yeah.
2: Change, uh, maybe yeah, it's Garrett Gilbert's brother that left the rating, and he'll change it to a five.
0: No, it was you. It was you.
2: Or maybe it was so. maybe it was Jackson Mahomes. Who knows? Oh, so, that's Wilson, a good. Why would I rip the podcast i on? Even if I wanted to review it, a no one ever said it, you
1: were smart. Breeze. Give it
2: five. Okay, so, I'm so drinking winter into... solstice hot chocolate, so I feel kind of smart.
1: Let's get into the games: the Eagles and WFT. Game finished, 27-17. The Eagles come away victorious. Miles Sanders was outstanding. 18 carries, 131 yards. Jalen Hurts, even better. 20 of 26, 296 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Also ran uh, eight times for 38 yards and two scores. Dallas Goddard, despite a, a, a unbelievable drop with an even more unbelievable interception after it hits his heel and pops up in the air, still finished with seven catches, uh, 135 yards, and Jalen Rager popped up for a little uh, production mm-hmm. as well. But the Washington was uh, decimated by injury. Not and an this excuse, team... as as, okay. as
0: Breach noted, the the excuse wasn't the offense. The excuse was the defense, and they didn't tackle anyone. And there are millions of teams that have COVID issues, so
2: I get it. But the defense is why they lost. I feel like, uh, and well, they got a bunch of their defense players back from the COVID list.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the offense scored seventeen points and. It was, it was fine. It was ten to uh, nothing. Yeah. Uh, Adiba, <laughs> let's bring Adiba. Where uh, Eagles are seven to seven now. Washington six and eight. Washington feels like they're probably toast.
0: Uh, Stephen O, our guy, sports line. Washington's chances went to win the to go to the playoffs went from fifteen percent to nine percent. Hmm. And uh, Philadelphia, we'll let you guess. It was thirty one percent before this game. What do you think it is now to make the playoffs? Forty two. You saw.
1: No, I promise I didn't
4: see. You didn't crack a smile, so I think you're telling
1: this, you. Yep, This guy doesn't
4: get emails or read emails. I he
1: don't get emails. I don't get him emails. I get no emails to my new
2: email address. It's
4: 41%. Crazy. Well done, you. If All I right, want Brendan to
2: respond to something, I literally have to handwrite him a letter and send it via United States Postal Service. That's right. Right. I didn't even
1: I didn't get the right number, and you
0: thought I cheated? <laughs> You've been known to cheat. All right, Debo, what do you got? I'm going to get a little crazy
4: right now. Oh, bo- oh, oh, oh boy. Oh. No. Oh, I, oh, I was like, "Who was that?" <laughs> things around. I think i oh, see he, you, um, and like, I, don't, I like seeing oh, D- D- Debo's really? got got hair plugs for Christmas too. He's got to wear the hat for two
2: what weeks. Mean, what if Debo <laughs> D- had a full beard? Because <laughs> he's hadn't been on video in a while. <laughs> it's been so long since we've seen Debo. I forgot what he looked like. All right, Not, Debo. Nothing like
4: coming home and just hearing from my parents that the heaters are broken across the house in, in oh, Pennsylvania yeah. after coming from eighty degree Florida this morning. But that's besides the point. um But with that being said. You know, I thought I was safe booking a, a Tuesday flight, so I will admit, full disclosure, I missed the first quarter of this game, and oh, there's nothing, you. nothing worse. I would rather be watching the game than be tracking it on Game Tracker than to see Jalen Hurts interception and certain unnamed people making puns about heels and everything, and then <laughs> a couple minutes later, you go forward and, and you see this fumble on Game Tracker. So that's just like the worst experience as a fan. So shout out to that. Tuesday game for that. Uh, but uh, otherwise, after that 10-0 start, I felt pretty confident throughout this game that the Eagles would get it done. Once Washington got to 10, I didn't think they would score another touchdown the entire game. That that late score to make it 20-17 to caused me some concern, but I liked the way that the Eagles responded. And Greg Ward, hell of a touchdown catch. We even got Jalen mm-hmm. Rager involved a little bit. So there, there would be no coming back from a loss to this team that's as decimated as it is but I feel good about the final three games
0: you know what else is great Debo uh Jay J- uh, Jeron Franklin in the chat notes the Eagles almost achieved the urban Meyer ideal of 250 rushing yards and passing yards so if you're hitting on <laughs> urban you're doing something right. And by the way, nothing, absolutely nothing worse than trying to follow your team on Game Tracker when they're playing like dog doo doo. And you're like, okay. And then you see that interception and you're like, oh my God, it's a million times worse than I ever imagined.
4: Love, me ask- love the CBS Sports app, but I cannot handle following games for teams that I'm rooting that way.
1: Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Um,
0: Where are you on Nick Seriani as a coach? Why is he streaming it? He's.
4: There was some difficulties.
0: If you're in an airplane, you, you can't stream it on your phone, I don't think, can you? Yeah, landed at, at 7. Were you flying, right like, Spirit
2: Airlines? I mean, I feel like you can usually You know get... it. frugal as hell. All right, all right. Well, there we go. I was going to say, the big ones have usually live TV
1: you can watch. So the... Live TV must be nice. So the Eagles' next two games, they're going to get either Jake Fromm or my pal Mike Lennon. And then... Maybe probably Taylor Heineke. We assume he'll be able to come back, and then um maybe Dallas, maybe Dak Prescott. Oh, How was they, like?
0: They're uh, not going to win the division. They they would only, I mean, the conference. They're only going to sit Dak and those guys if they have the number two or number three seed, and they're stuck there or something.
1: Yeah, I think that's entirely possible. Okay, because the Bucks I, have because if 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 Dallas is even within one game of Tampa Bay, they. They would be locked into the two seed because Tampa Bay obviously beat them in Week One, and they would have the the, the tiebreaker. And well, it, that is an interesting
2: thing because obviously, if the Cowboys bench everyone, it could uh, be Green you, Bay. Obviously, you feel really good about winning if you're the Eagles. But what situation would that have to be? Because we talked about the other night how there's such a drop off. There's like a cliff drop off after the six seed. So if you're a division winner, you want the two seed. So you're playing the team. You know. So if you're the Cowboys, you might be benching all your starters, and then you have to turn around and play the Eagles the next week because uh, theoretically here the Eagles would be getting the seven seed, right? Yeah. So like there could be a situation where the Cowboys are the two seed and playing the Eagles two weeks in a row.
0: Well, you cross that bridge when you get to it, I think, if you're if you're the Eagles. I, let me ask you this because this is something that I talked about on HQ just a moment ago. Who do you feel better about? I, I th- Actually, I think I know what you're going to say, Breach, but I'll ask anyway for, for Brinson and Debo's uh, input. Uh, So, the seventh seed as we sit here are the Minnesota Vikings, seven and seven, as are the Eagles and the Saints. Which team do you feel better about in terms of quarterback, team makeup, chances to, to, you know, make some noise as a seventh seed?
2: Debo? Who? Come
4: on. My answer. I, I mean, The way that the Eagles have been playing with the aberration of that Giants game, which was about as bad as you can get, and if they had that win, they'd be sitting real pretty for that seven seed, even even the 6th seed. The way they're running the ball, and if they're committed to the run, and Jalen Hurts just can limit the turnovers. He had the 2 tonight, 1, completely not his fault. If he can limit the fumbles, I I would not want to play a team that's that's clicking that much on the ground in the playoffs.
1: I I think it applies to... The, th- the three teams who are, t- I mean, t- and, I, and I get that they're not like world beaters or anything, um, but the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Colts. And we talked about the other two a lot. But, th- you know, the issue is you get into a playoff game and maybe that, t- and, and you have a team with a really good, maybe there's some bad weather, depending on where they play. They have a great rushing performance. It shortens the game. It minimizes the number of possessions that you can have, that the other team can- will have on offense. And maybe the, maybe the Eagles, 49ers, or Colts defense just comes to play that day because they have the guys to do it. Like, you know, Fletcher Cox, you, have, you just have, you know, Fletcher Cox, Darius Leonard, DeForest Buckner, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. You just have these guys who can make plays. I mean, Darius Slay, if, if that's the sort of situation I think I'd be nervous about if I'm a team like, you know, whether it's Tampa or Arizona, even the Rams and certainly Dallas, you know, you could just be in a position where you can't stop this other team's rushing attack and then you're forced to become one-dimensional. And I think the, that's why the Eagles, the um, Colts, and the 49ers are interesting to me as wildcard teams.
0: All right, well, who are you taking uh, for the seventh seed? Minnesota, New Orleans, Philadelphia. I'm on Team Debo.
1: I'm sort of. I know I said New Orleans last night, but, I mean, I don't know why I said New Orleans last night when Philly was playing a like a completely shredded Washington team. <laughs> and the
4: way that Breach broke it down, you know, the Eagles, from my perspective, just have to avoid that three-team tie with the Vikings, Saints, and Eagles because then things get a little clunkier. If if they do manage to have the same record as the Saints, they'll get in because of that head-to-head matchup. So the Vikings still have the Rams, the Packers, and the Bears. I don't yeah. think they're running the table. The Saints could run the table. This Dolphins Monday night game is is the biggest Massive. test on their schedule, and then we'll see about Week 18 versus the Cowboys if you're the Eagles.
0: Breach, you're going to say the Vikings. Explain.
2: Well, hold on, hold on. Our conversation (laughs) last night was which quarterback did we trust the most? and Because it was after Kirk Cousins just had his 80-yard dive bomb game where the worst (laughs) passing yardage total of his entire career uh, in prime time, which is not what you want to see four weeks before the playoffs start. And so I said I would take Kirk Cousins out of the quarterbacks we were talking about. But now, just looking at these schedules, I just I I'm on the Eagles train. Oh, um, here we go. It is. I think Philly, out of these three teams, if we talk about the three seven seven teams, the Saints, the Eagles, and the Vikings, I think the Eagles are the only one that has a realistic chance of going undefeated. Like the Saints might have a slightly easier schedule, but they're not. You know, I don't trust their offense right now. What you about know? nine and eight? Does nine and eight get the Eagles in? Yeah, I don't know. Because then you're talking about other factors. One of those six and eight teams could get to nine and eight. Uh, uh whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: No, the Washington and Atlanta are out. Washington's playoff
1: chances are down 9% and Atlanta must be below that. I'm not even factoring those guys in.
4: It's just three teams
1: right now, right? right. I, I mean, think. Yeah, it's usually- and, and for the Eagles to get there, that probably means they beat Washington. So I think that you could, well, uh, if the Eagles are
2: nine and eight, well, where I'm saying if the Eagles are nine and eight, that means they lost a the game. Let's assume they didn't lose to the Giants. So it's either to Washington or the Cowboys. Unless the and and, lose and to if, if Washington the Cowboys. has everyone back and is not playing with a third string quarterback. Maybe they win. So, if we are using a, a scenario where the Eagles are nine and eight, their loss could certainly be to Washington. And there's no reason Washington couldn't be nine and eight at that point. But in that case, I'd probably take Minnesota.
1: I mean, the other problem for Washington is even if they're going to get their guys back. They have to go to Dallas this week. Like, if you're going to get, if you're going to catch Dallas, you want it to be in week 18 when they might sit their players. Right. Right. That's true. I mean, Washington's I mean, nine and they, eight. They, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I
0: was going to say, if Washington's nine and eight. And the only game that the the Eagles lose is the Dallas game. That means that the Eagles beat them again in week 17. So it doesn't matter.
1: I'm just running through the play, the the old playoff machine. So we're saying that, let's say the um, Eagles beat the Cowboys and lose to Washington. Washington loses to the Cowboys, but beats the Giants. And then Washington also, yeah, that that takes care of all, all those games, right? Yeah. If that happens, the Eagles are still the seventh seed. At nine and eight, and what do the yeah, Vikings? I mean, well, I mean, well, they would win the. Yeah, I guess I need to run all the other NFC teams, but I mean, yeah, I mean, if Minnesota it, wins out. Let me, yeah, I don't this. know what happens if Minnesota goes two and one, but are, are you? I mean, the other thing too that that you got to factor in with the Eagles is, I mean, man, like Jalen Hurts is making it easier and easier not to use a first round pick, Debo, on. A quarterback, right? Well,
0: I want to ask, Debo, that has to do with everything I would imagine with your buddy Nick Sirianni not being stupid with the play calling.
4: Agree on the play calling. Didn't agree with everything uh, Nick Sirianni did on fourth down tonight. I think there was definitely some points left on the field, but play calling goes a long way. And, and yeah, I really – there was never a point this season. And the draft class played a large role in it where I really seriously considered, like, okay, the Eagles – should be considering a quarterback in this draft class. I saw a couple people after the fumble tonight tweet out Kenny Pickett and it's just like, come on guys, let's let's go forward with this or just look ahead and d- stockpile for twenty twenty
1: three. I'm trying to quickly do the math to make sure I didn't miss anything. I th- I do believe if the Vikings go two and one, yeah. The Vikings will win a tiebreak at nine and eight. There um, we go. Have-
0: What's their schedule breach?
1: Rams, Packers, Lost. Lost. Bears.
0: Okay, no, they're they're losing
2: two games. So. I don't know. I think they can beat the Rams. It, I do really. I mean, I picked them to beat the Rams. My picks are already out this week. People can read on cbsports.com But the reason oh, hold I hold think they now. can do hold it, on.
1: let's see. Hold on, hold on, hold up. Okay, so this, all right, yeah, this is. So I I I went through and picked all the. I did all the relevant using the ESPN playoff machine or whatever. Did all the relevant games, you know, for the for the situation we're talking about where the Vikings beat the Rams, lose to the Packers, beat the bears in week 18 the Eagles. So you have a, um, New Orleans. What the hell just happened here? Wow. There's a way that there's a path. Okay. Man. This is a, this is all, it's going to come down to strength of victory is what's going to happen. I think,
0: I think we agree with that.
1: I mean, it, it's just going to be a crazy in end, end of run, uh, tiebreaker. I th- and, uh, for anyone
2: wondering that right now, The Vikings, 439 strength of victory. The Eagles, 372. So there'd have to be a lot of – every team the Eagles beat would have to start winning games starting this week.
1: But now here's the other thing that is still in play too is the 49ers go one and two, and then you have have, uh, San Francisco, Minnesota, Philadelphia, and New Orleans at – uh, nine and eight. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, it would be Philly is the seventh seed and Minnesota is the sixth seed, and San Francisco and New Orleans would be out.
0: I think that the Vikings are going to lose two of these games. I know Breach doesn't think that's going to happen, but that's my bold prediction, along with Philly squeezing away in there.
1: So, so anyway, the, I guess the larger point is like if any team gets to 10, there they're is- in. Yep. If there's a big if there's a big tie at nine, it suddenly becomes uh, just a total wild card because I, I do believe the and in fact you can miss the
0: playoff as a ten win team because the Cardinals haven't clinched anything yet and they could lose the division and be on the wrong side of that is
2: absolutely possible. Well, no one has. I mean, the Buccaneers could they still miss the playoffs? Yes. Yeah, the only team that's clinched if they, is they go the ten Packers and seven team. and the Saints win out, th- there's a path there's because a path. the Saints have head to head sweep.
0: And by the way, I just want to point out when I said last year there's a path to nine wins, I meant for the 2021 Cowboys. They are 10 wins, so <laughs> I forgot to
1: point that out last week when they got to
0: great the- foresight. Thank Wilson. You. So I wear thick glasses; I can see into the future.
1: Yeah, the the, uh, the Cardinals though are they're at 10. I mean, I think they're they're, they're fine.
0: Don't go through that. I was just joking. But just they because- still
2: play the Cowboys. And they yeah. still play the Colts, and they still play the Seahawks. I have I no mean, concerns
0: about that team, but I was joking about that.
2: Let, l- let me ask you this, though. Out of the Cardinals and, uh, I mean, what are the 49ers, 8-6? and six? Yes. What do you think the Cardinals are doing in their final three games? In those three games with the I think, the Colts? Out. I think Colts, they're going to lose out. Colts, Cowboys, and Seahawks. I think they're going to no, lose out. No, they'll, they'll go 1-2. They'll go and Because if they win 1, they're in. They just have um, to get to 11.
0: Yeah, they're in. They're not missing the playoffs. Yeah, but what? What do? What do you, and I talked about this is a question that I got earlier on, on HQ over under eleven and a half win totals for the Cardinals. Eleven
1: well, and under. a half. I'm going
2: under.
0: Yeah,
1: under. Yeah, I'm right. putting the house on under. Yeah, all day long. I'll take, yeah, I'll take whatever you will offer on under there. But I think they beat the Seahawks. I wonder if they've have they are they probably Caesar's. Oh, they have updated it. Ooh, spicy. What do you think the Cardinals' odds to win the NFC West are? Well, yeah, I guess I could save this for the...
2: I'd say plus now, plus 200?
1: No. Uh, we'll, we'll, save it. we'll save it for the... Uh, do we, uh, anything the else West? we want to talk yeah, about yeah. In, in Philly and in Washington? I mean, we
4: didn't... Ryan, I, Ryan, do you regret not taking the Eagles instead of the Panthers in your Super Bowl draft?
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, I,
4: think it was just a, I think it was
1: just Demo trying to do this. <laughs>
2: In a minute, <laughs> yeah. imagine where we were a month ago that the Panthers got selected and the Eagles didn't. What a I waste agree. of a pick! All right, yeah,
1: the, the Eagles Panthers. just didn't get selected. I mean, Matt Rule, dang it. I mean, right now, if I said you can have the Eagles or the Cardinals to win the Super Bowl, no, you know, no blood if you don't, if neither one wins. You know, you we pay? should
2: have just done instead of $33 as you put in uh, $10 every time one of your teams gets eliminated, so whether it's from the playoff race. Or from the playoffs and then the last man standing, whether it's the Super Bowl champ, mm. then you just that's how we, well, do we
0: it. can we can do that bet too. We can do two bets. <laughs> We're gonna run that one.
2: That could be the one uh, for just uh, us three.
1: Yeah. Cause since C
2: Rad's already gonna win the other one. He's gonna
1: win the whole thing. <laughs> NFC uh, East, by the way, is <laughs> off the board now with Washington's loss. I think that they their 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 path was it was like forty to one or something. Well close. the Cowboys only have to win one more game to quench. Yeah, exactly. So you know, cowboys have some winnable games for sure okay uh any other thoughts on washington philly i know we didn't break it i mean I, just a couple of points on the game itself because we did the, the problem is you sort of start to dive into um, more uh, playoff picture as we get to it the hearts interception early i know you didn't see it Debo. i mean obviously not no, i saw it <laughs> oh yeah oh, you saw it yeah um I, I don't, that was a crazy play man i, I i've never seen a drop, go off somebody's heel, pop up in the air, get caught. And the other thing is that should have been a house,
2: like a house call. And, you know, I was glad Washington scored a touchdown there. Not, I mean, not glad, but like Landon Collins got ripped off of a pick six because the refs blew the play dead. And he was literally the only person in the entire stadium who knew that ball bounced off of uh, the tight ends heel. I mean, it was because he kind of reacted. And I think even people watching at home were like, what is he doing? Like, what? no, like the ball hit off the ground. It's fourth down. They're going to punt. Okay. And then the refs are sitting there talking for five minutes and you have no idea what they're talking about. No one's explaining anything. And then 30 seconds later, they're like, uh, it looks like we have an interception on the field. And that 30 seconds later is like six minutes after the play. It was a whole circus.
0: Uh, did they have to challenge? No, no. Cause it was a turnover. So
2: no,
1: no, did they challenge No, it? It was, no, no. The uh, challenge, the challenge later was, the obvious catch by Devontae Smith, incredible catch, two toes catch. dragging on the, on the, on the sideline. That I just don't know,
0: to, to perpetuate the Brunson sort of conspiracy theory, I don't know why they don't they'll do it all the time. Just why are we wasting it? Now, what's going to happen is, and probably in the Super Bowl or in a, in a championship game, someone's got to challenge something that they can't use later because the buttholes <laughs> upstairs didn't call down and say, hey, that's a, a catch or not a catch. Debo, where are you on the, thank God we drafted Devontae Smith bandwagon?
4: Thank God we drafted Devontae Smith. <laughs> How good is I mean, that guy? I would be interested if if Micah Parsons was on this team Ooh. and on the defense, but I think the, the, the and need for linebackers. though, Debo. No, I think the need. Well, he's not a linebacker anymore. So you would. So you take
1: you you'd prefer. You wouldn't prefer Jess, Justin Jefferson, Micah Parsons, then. Is what you're saying? That would of be of a hell he would of a, a combo. I'm kidding, I'm we kidding. didn't have to bring that up. I keep I
4: thinking, you know, yes, the know. Eagles. The Eagles took Jalen Rager right before, but at some point, like. There's got to be a conversation about Jerry Judy, obviously Rugs and and C.D. Lamb. Like Justin Jefferson is on pace to be a top five receiver of all time at, at this rate. Like that's
1: that's I mean yeah that's yes. that's absolutely the Eagles
4: passed on him right before Bonehead uh, Vikings laughed in their face, but why one other teams passed on him too?
1: Yeah, I mean, Justin Jefferson like, should have been the third pick behind.
0: Oh yeah, I was a th- I think you said third wide receiver.
1: No, behind, uh, I mean, if you redid the draft right now, I mean.
0: <laughs> I thought you said redid, like R-E-A-D-E-D. I was like, this guy can't even read properly. <laughs> what? Redid. I thought you said redid, R-E-A-D-E-D. I read I was it? Like,
1: uh Would you take Chase Young or Justin Jefferson? Justin Jefferson. Okay. I mean, obviously, it's 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 Burrow and then Herbert, one and two. I'm taking him over Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's a terrible wide receiver uh where none was I the, the, the right lineman maybe i think you i mean jefferson i think is going three and then it's like after that it's uh yeah who else all right john who? the taylor too would be a top 10 pick i hmm. would say i think
4: aj terrell is going under the radar but he's one been one of the best team. yeah one of the best corners in the league already
1: yep he's good yeah there's a bunch of do- i mean trevon diggs might be a little bit higher anyway we don't need to go down this rabbit hole the it felt this game felt like Washington caught some breaks early. Garrett Gilbert, you know, very as Wilson points out, very similar to Nick Mullins, made some plays, yeah. tried to do as much as they could, didn't have any turnovers.
0: I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think he lost any fumbles. I know they were, they,
1: the they were basically going to funnel the offense through Antonio Gibson and give him as much work as possible and, and try to be semi conservative and how they approached it. It felt like, and then he yeah,
0: got, got hurt on the second
2: drive,
1: he first. gets hurt, <laughs> you know. They and they just didn't. I mean, they just didn't have enough. First of all, the NFL shouldn't have moved any of these games. They could, I mean, like it ended up not really mattering. They should have played them on time. Now, Philly has a short week, uh, Washington has a short week. The Rams and Seahawks do too. They, I mean, it, Washington was just incredibly shorthanded that's, and Philly took advantage and eventually wore them down and, and pulled that's away. That's
0: not right? an excuse. And Brief pointed out that the defense had most of their dues back. The offense wasn't the problem. They were up 10 nothing on the mistakes of the Eagles, and the defense refused to tackle anyone for 55 minutes. Got to tackle. Okay. It's called right, tackle right, football. Two.
2: Okay. I mean, all right. It's fine. And the Eagles put up 519 yards. That was their highest total yardage wow. in a game since 2014. It actually hit 519 a couple of years ago, but first time they've gotten higher than that since 2014. And that's, that's just bonkers because Washington was so good at stopping the run. And and the Eagles just, it, it was strength versus strength. And, uh, Eagles went for 238. And a big part of that, though, was that Jalen Hurts was able to throw the ball because Washington's horrible at stopping the pass. And if Hurts was just throwing, you know, inaccurate, throwing uh-huh. out of bounds, looking ugly, then I think it would have been a little tougher to run the ball. But uh, Washington had to respect him because he was
4: on point tonight. Uh, I they've Debo done that against too. a lot of teams that have supposed, like, got on in the league three. and they tread yeah. him.
0: Yeah, I give Debo credit for sticking with Jalen Hurts because – First of all, I mean, he knows this this upcoming draft class isn't great for quarterbacks. Uh, And Jalen Hurts is going to be a first-round pick in this draft class. if He's coming out this year, number one. Number two, he's two years in now, and some of the things you sort of forget about when you see these guys in college is that they're going to get better if they're in the right situation. And Philly feels like the right situation. Now, I don't know about Nick Sirianni or whatever. He's he's doing better. But they have three first-round picks. I'm not sure how much money they have in terms of free agent, salary cap space, Debo. But it's a team going in the right direction in a division that's, you know, wide open. So... There are worse spots to be in and worse quarterback situations?
1: Good, good point by uh Diego in the chat. Uh, you can toss it up if you want, Debo. But um, he points out, you know, the Eagles had two guys go into COVID protocols on the offensive line and they still pounded the football. Like that's, I mean, that's that's a fair point. And those guys were it was um uh, uh Dillard and uh, oh God, uh Dickerson, Dickerson, yeah, 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 The landed. Um, the but like those guys went into COVID s- protocol so late, there was no chance they were testing out. Washington at least had the game, like they almost they would have played if the game had been on Sunday, I think, whereas you know Washington had got this opportunity to everybody to test out of it and just nobody you know ended up nobody getting out of it. They had a private jet waiting for like five guys and three of them were inactive. Also, Washington brought the Cowboys benches. They called the company that made those benches for Dallas that put them on the on, on the Washington sideline. Money and Washington spent. announced before the game they were going to take him to Philly, and they were going to take him to Dallas, and they were going to take him to New York. And Dallas uh, people were dunking all over Washington for it because it's it's as uh Who cares? But it, So I, somebody pointed out, I was like, what a little brother move that is. Also, why would you bring a, a heated Washington bench to indoor Dallas stadium? It seems like a terrible waste of money and resources, but I don't at the end of the day— That's
2: Daniel Snyder's M.O. Wasting yeah, like, money and
1: resources, come on, a, like that Washington Post article from the other day, where they're like, it said that Dan Snyder, you know, this lawsuit with Bruce Allen is going on as part of the settlement. He demanded a congratulations on the Ron Rivera hire text. <laughs> like he, he's like, I, I, as part of the settlement, I want a text from Bruce, thanking, like congratulating me on the hire. And they're like, No, this is preposterous. You little it just,
0: it's not real life. That's why we're living in a simulation, that wouldn't happen in a real world.
1: Yeah. So anyway, you look at the box score, absolute dominance by the Eagles. Took care of business. Miles Dang. Good
4: back. I think people have like <laughs> questions throughout the year. Good running back. Also, point out Kenny Pickett, two months older than Jalen Hurts right now.
1: That's a good, that's a fun fact. Yeah. Miles and, for- and I get it.
4: You know, the last time we saw Jalen Hurts in action was 23, 24 days ago against the Giants, his worst game of the year, the Eagles' worst game of the year as a team. And then you had the Minshew thing after that, you had a mm. bye week. You had this delayed game. So I, I get where maybe you kind of forget the type of performance he was putting up in, in October and November. But, and again, it's against a depleted Washington team, but I think this is more like the hurts that, that we can and, and should expect.
3: All Look, right.
1: Dude, dude, this is a big spot on a Tuesday night in a semi-national game, and he went out and balled out and beat a division rival to give the Eagles some legitimate playoff. Of. I mean, that's a that's a...
0: Play better than Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, and yeah. obviously Nick
1: Mullen. And, and- now he's just oh. got to beat Mike Glennon. <laughs> Probably going to be Jake Fromm based on what the Giants have done, but we'll see.
0: By the way, congratulations to Garrett Gilbert, but I swear to God, every time I want to say his name, I want to say Gilbert Godfrey. So
1: just a, do it. We won't judge you.
0: That's okay. Fair enough. So if he continues to play, I hope he plays well, but I'm going to start calling him Gilbert.
2: Godfrey. Every time I say his name, I think of what's eating Gilbert great. So we're on the same page, Wilson. This is the worst
1: conversation in the history of this podcast. I mean, honestly,
2: it's not even in the top 10. I've listened mm -hmm. to this podcast, not even the
1: top 50. Okay. Let's be real. All right. What's next? Well, we're gonna take a break. And when we come back, we will talk about the NFC West matchup. Ooh. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can
0: spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.
1: Debo he's a, disappeared. He, I thought he was going to hang out. out. I thought he was going to use this Eagles uh, opportunity to slide in. Like, yeah, you know, moving. He's got the, you know, pr- everything's going, everything's coming up. Debo, maybe he tries to slide in and, and take over his talent. I mean, I would welcome Debo onto the program on a full time basis. We all would. He'd clean it
4: yeah, up. I, I tweeted out that I got to get away from, from Brinson earlier today, and then I forgot that I had this podcast tonight. <laughs> so I can't even get a full day. Debo, I'm sorry.
1: I'm just. Yeah, uh, Where can Debo's I send you, you a Christmas card? Uh, this would be a, a, a Scott Van Pelt Sports Center, but only four times in the it appears to be Eagles history. Have there been a hundred and thirty-yard rusher and a hundred and thirty-yard receiver? The last time was 2010 with Shady McCoy and Deshaun Jackson. Prior to that, Timmy Brown and Pete Retzlaff did it twice in 1965. Miles Sanders Dallas Scott, Dallas Goddard did it this time. Jalen Hurts also the only Eagles. Quarterback with ten rushing touchdowns in a season ever. That's pretty, impressive. pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. fun facts, Brinson. Oh man, that last curve episode on Sunday was pretty, pretty good. I fell asleep, so I got to go back and watch it. Oh, yeah, well, well we got to get I,
2: the podcast um, over so I can go watch the new Matrix movie.
0: Oh, good point. Oh, that I'm Paramount Plus, the, but whatever, it. Breach.
2: Somebody in the uh, chat said you need to go watch it, Wilson. Okay, so the Rams. Well, Wilson always says we live in a
1: simulation. So this is like his fantasy movie.
0: I know this simulation watching simulation movies. So what about that?
1: <laughs> Why not? The Rams beat the Seahawks twenty to ten. Rams had three hundred thirty-two yards, five point four yards per play. The Seahawks had two hundred fourteen and four yards per play. Matthew Stafford twenty-one to twenty-nine, two hundred forty-four yards, two touchdowns and a pick—a really bad pick. He's trying to get hit Cooper Cup, but it's okay. Cooper Cup is having a monster game anyway. Nine catches, 136 yards, two touchdowns. The Seahawks, uh, Russ Wilson, 17 of 31 for 156 yards and a pick. DK Metcalf had six catches on 12 targets. For me, the story coming out of this game was that, I mean, now the Seahawks are more than likely toast. They were more than what? likely to say it. What? They're done more They're than done. likely. What are you talking about? They're done. Well, don't hedge. On okay. it. The, Seahawks, the Seahawks are 5-9. and nine. They're not making the playoffs. Thank you. I didn't mean to yell. It's okay. <laughs> but they, I mean, there was a hey, pass Christmas. before. The biggest concern, I think, is Russell Wilson was probably the best deep ball thrower in football before his hand injury. And yep. he was terrible coming back from his hand injury initially just in terms of accuracy, like 55%, which is very unrust like As you would expect. Sure, and this is still the time period where he should be coming back. His deep balls tonight, oh my god, the helium balloons is beat. Like see- What's that? How'd you see the game? I no comment.
2: This was his sixth game since coming back from injury, and he's only had one good game, he's had five bad games yeah. since coming back from injury, and it's mostly he's looked erratic, he just looks inaccurate. Uh, it's either maybe he's not comfortable, his hand's not fully healed, uh, but he just can't make the throws that he used to make look easy. I mean, the one where he missed DK Metcalf in the fourth quarter, um, what would have been a game tying touchdown, and the Rams Twitter account was sharing it like Jalen Ramsey made an all pro play when in fact Russell Wilson underthrew DK by like 10 yards, and it would have been the easiest touchdown in the history of Seahawks football if you had made a good throw. Like it was just, Russell Wilson makes that throw 99% of the time pre injury and now post injury. You just wonder, is this where he just needs to get the season over, get his hand right uh, so he can focus on whatever the heck he's going to do next year? Because it might not be anything with Seattle, Uh, but but it's just, it's, it's, it's not painful watching him play. It's not sad, but it's weird because you expect so much more of him and I'm sure he expects so much more of himself. Uh, So yeah, he definitely struggled. We had
1: Estridge open multiple times deep. And I mean, that DK is a walk-in touchdown if Russ is pre. And that was with like
2: seven minutes left in the fourth quarter and they were trailing by a touchdown. So you guys
0: both agree. That you're bringing Russ back when Russ came back because the alternative is Geno Smith and you're trying to make yeah, the playoffs. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, you're just
0: going with sixty percent Russ and whatever happens happens, and this is what's happening. Yeah, basically.
1: I mean, there was nothing. I mean, Russ, he rushed back. They brought him back early. Look at this point. It, it does feel a little bit like it. I mean, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's Pete Carroll, and I'm a, I'm a big Pete Carroll guy, but geez, Louise. I mean, he he didn't he does not he seems to think he can win these. And maybe, maybe, maybe he wasn't wrong because Sean McVay was trying to play into his hands too. He kicks that field goal in, on the first drive with a fourth and short uh, down on the Seattle thirty-seven. There's that bad interception by Stafford on the second drive, punt, turnover on downs when they actually decide to go for it, take a knee for end of half. I mean, but I mean, see, it was three to three at halftime.
0: Oh boy, yeah, so there's
1: way more scoring in this game, and the Rams could have easily dominated this game. They felt it felt like. McVay yeah. was even trying to play it safe, knowing which he that he sort of secretly does. He always does. Yeah, he's not aggressive at all.
2: I mean, I don't. This is not the game to like crush him for that because, like you said, I'm he not had crushing
0: it. him. I'm just making note. Well, I mean, technique. he's
2: done that in the past. I thought this was one of more his of his aggressive games, which isn't saying a lot because he's not usually aggressive. But like he you went said, on that's it, down, I was shocked. He did go for it on fourth down. If you look at those first, if you look at the possessions in the first half, most of them were ended by some weird penalty. You know, like they drove straight down the field. Uh, You know, 4th and 10, when they kicked the field goal, you're not going for it on 4th and 10. And they got a 5 yard penalty and and kicked on 4th and 5. The Stafford interception was just a miscommunication, but it was a horrible, horrible, horrible throw, miscommunication or not, because no one was there. It was just, you know, an easy pick for Diggs. And then, uh, you know, 4th and 18, you're not going for it. That was their other, I think, punt. And so it was just... And then, like you said, that the possession, I think, late in the, the second quarter, they did go for it on fourth and two. And so I, I did think he played. It, it was just the Rams offense wasn't working the way I think he would have liked it to work. But he, it was. Well, this was not his least aggressive game. Just
0: so we're clear, yeah, Brent we're and just, I aren't dunking on him. We're just making, just uh, we're making an observation. These are just cute. sounds
2: like you're hating on McVay. You just got to defend I don't know what
0: happened. If, oh, I know what it is. Sorry. The, the, Bengals, are first, yeah, and the Bengals are in first hey, place.
2: You got a ball game tomorrow.
0: We do Frisco ball, ball,
2: ball. ball. That's weird McVay was just Wilson was talking about how fast this game was going. McVay was just trying to get over so he could fly to Frisco <laughs> and get to the the ball they invented so that Miami of Ohio could have a bowl game.
0: By the, the way, I, I just want to say quickly about Pete Carroll, who I I like and I think he's he's I guess he's a Hall of Famer. You guys paid more attention to that than, than I do, but he's had a great career. But here's the deal: when you're as conservative as he is on the fourth down calls, which is always almost always going to be a punt it is going to cost you an, and it's going to add up at some point. Now you can say John Harbaugh and Brandon Saylor are, are too uh, aggressive and that's fine. Maybe there's a middle ground there, but there's no middle ground with Pete Carroll and he thinks his way is always going to work. And it's worked in the past when that defense has been lights out and Russ has been healthy, but that stuff sort of starts to add up when everything gets leveled out. Your quarterback only has nine fingers. The offensive line stinks. The defense is what it once was. And that's how you end up being a, a five, what are they? Five or six, one football team. And, hundred percent out of the playoffs, despite the fact that Brinson didn't want to say that out loud.
1: Right, I mean, they're just not
2: eliminated. So, you know, wins over Wilson, they're eliminated. Yeah, I yeah, mean,
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't be picking them in a in a playoff. Uh,
2: of, so, a, if we, a, we did a redraft, you wouldn't take the
1: Seahawks. <laughs> I would never right. take the Seahawks no. First overall. Good, good thing no one took the. Seahawks. I mean, you just look at you look at this this game, and it's like, man, I mean, this is an absolute, really domination. The the the, I just thought I guess I thought the Rams should have done what they did in the second half in the first half like they should have flipped the halves come out sling into Cooper Cup get like feed him targets get him going and then you can lean into Sony Michelle and and Daryl Henderson if you want and Can
0: I give you a Cooper Cup fun fact? Yeah, sure. This might be the funnest fact I've ever seen from Hayden Winks. Uh, Where's Hayden working? He works for uh, Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy, yeah. And this was this was even before this number is actually higher because it was about the third quarter of the game. Cooper Cup is averaging more yards per game this year. It was 114. Maybe it's probably 115 now. Than he did as a high school senior in Yakima, Washington, where he had 107. Think Crazy. about
1: that. Yeah, I mean, Cup, Cup. I saw uh, our pal, a friend of the program, Greg Rosenthal, t- uh, tweet this out. We're like Cooper Cup kind of does make you rethink: uh, Could a wide receiver win MVP? And I know I crap on Jonathan Taylor winning MVP, but I, I mean, Cup would never win it. You know, his quarterback would get it before him. I think. But man, what a season by him! Here's what
0: I'll say about that. And I mentioned this on HQ as well. If people in the chat want to go watch that and support me in my other line of work, uh, DK Metcalf, just my other job, you know, there's some, some likes at CBS sports HQ.
2: You get a separate, you work for a separate company that pays you to go on HQ.
0: Just, just, I don't, yeah. Let's keep moving. Shut up, Breach. <laughs>
1: Breach. Breach is not wrong,
0: but let's keep it. I just want to tell Breach. That. Yeah, I, I, got caught, I got caught in a cul-de-sac, and you want to amplify it. Just let me. Just let me hit reverse and back up. Uh, DK Metcalf was without Tyler Lockett. And DK Metcalf, and not entirely his fault. Russ Wilson isn't Russ Wilson. He wasn't exactly taking over the game when given the opportunity. Cooper Cup is basically Devontae Adams. They have one receiver, and they actually have Odell Beckham, and they have Van Jefferson. They have actually more than one receiver, but he's the guy. See that? Yeah, you probably did. I saw that. Victor Garcia has a comment. We'll read in a second. But Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup are basically the same person, and that their quarterback is going to throw to them a lot. The defense knows it, and the defense is helpless doing anything about it. And and I think they can take every games whenever they want. And it's incredibly fun to watch. And you've actually talked about this before, Brunson. You look at Cooper Cup. You're like, oh, he looks like he's five ten out there. He's huge. He's not fast. He, I think I, I say it all the time. around ran four six two at the combine, but he's quick in small areas, and no one can no one can can, can cover him. So. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. Congratulations to him. And I'll I'll put one more thing out there. And I don't know who said this on Twitter because it was sort of going by and I didn't go back and check. But uh I'll put it to you first, Breach, because I know what Brentson's gonna say. He's about to get all huffy. Is uh is Matthew Stafford just Jared Goff with a better PR team?
2: I mean, look, here <laughs> is Regis. This is I'm I I'm not gonna go that far. I do think he is better than Jared Goff, but we've seen Jared Goff win a lot of games with the you know, the Rams. Record, I don't think is much better than it would have been if Goff was still the quarterback right now. And I think that is maybe what you're alluding here to. And, you know, earlier when you asked me about uh, why I thought the Vikings could make the playoffs, and the big reason was just that I thought they have a chance to beat the Rams this week because Stafford, it, it, when he gets flustered, he does the same thing as Goff. He just does something dumb. I mean, like, <laughs> and, and, and we saw tonight... The Seahawks kept this game close because they had Stafford on his heels all night. I mean, they sacked him four times. Stafford, I think, has only been sacked multiple times in five out of 14 games. And this was six out of 14 games. So the Rams are now three and three when Stafford gets sacked multiple times, Mm. which isn't, you know, that's. That's an interesting number. I don't think it's a coincidence <laughs> because when st- he's not a guy who's running around and making plays like Russell Wilson. If you get him in trouble, then their offense is in trouble. And, uh, you know, the Vikings lead the NFL in sacks. And so that's why I think Stafford could be in trouble this Sunday. And
0: before you answer, Bre- uh, Britson, I'll just say quickly because I was I'm crushing. About
1: something else.
0: <laughs> I know, but I was crushing Jared Goff when he left town for Detroit. And I went back and looked at his numbers. I've said this before, and I just repeat it for the sake of – Reinforcing it is that his numbers were really freaking good. Sean McVay's first few years there, he was terrible with Jeff Fisher's final year, whatever. We get that, but he that offense and 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 Jared Goff seemed to click, and then things sort of went sideways. So Matthew Stafford's better than Jared Goff, but he's just not. It's not clear cut. Oh, slam dunk. He's that much better.
1: Uh, yeah, I think I would say that the the two. I would wait. No, no, no. That's wrong. He is substantially better than Jared Goff. Much better than Jared Goff. Well, we haven't seen it yet. Where are we going to see it? I mean, he, you, I mean, with your eyeball, when well, you watch it, he's clearly better. just Goss. laid out and Grandy that while you were he giggling. I mean, look, they had a quasi pandemic off season, or I mean, a full pandemic off season, technically, but like a, not a, you know, completely virtual off season or anything like that. New team. But I don't, I mean, he's, if you, th- if you think Jared Goff's better than Matthew Stafford then you should probably find a new job. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you shouldn't be analyzing football. I mean, that's – it's. He just carved plain. up the
0: 10 and four Cardinals, the 10 and three Cardinals at the time.
1: Okay, Glad Jared Ford. Goff had a great game. Jared Goff's a former number one overall pick. He's not a bad player.
2: No, but no. I, okay. I, I don't even think is insinuating that Jared Goff – Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. Like, that Jesus, is plain and simple. Jesus, I just said that. What I, I was saying that. is that – and this is the point I was trying to make is that the Rams' offense isn't ten times better with right. Matthew Stafford versus Jared Goff. That, That's
1: I just, and, literally and, what I and just and said. As, what I was going to say is that I think the hype leading up to the season, partially, partially Sean McVay's fault because he was hyping. I mean, okay, whatever. Sean McVay was hyping <laughs> up Matthew Stafford. The the Rams' PR train was in in full effect. And You then,
0: threw your Philip Rivers doll against the wall, and you fully embraced Matthew Stafford. Get out here,
1: Matthew's Matthew's part of here, Philip! now. But then, and then the Rams came out hot, and I think I think those two factors caused people to think, "Oh, this is good. They're just only going to get better." And it's hard to sustain that over the course of the season. By the way, on the DK Metcalf thing.
0: Well, well, uh, right I mean, what Victor's comment was, so people who are listening know. what Oh, he sorry.
1: Heard. Victor's comment was: uh, We said that uh, Russ Wilson and DK Metcalf would surpass. Didn't Benson? We didn't say Russ- this. This is your bet.
2: Did, did I bet this? This came up. This came up because last year, last November, DK Metcalf said uh, that him and Russell would break the record.
1: So what's the comment? Didn't Benson and Ryan bet last year that Russ and DK will surpass all-time combo TDs laughing emoji, crying laughing emoji? I think Wilson said no. It was a Monday night game last year. Seahawks versus Eagles. went, went sucks so bad. Yeah, nice little <laughs> wins Little. Nice kicker there. <laughs> okay, so this flew under the this has flown under the radar. I don't I don't remember us talking about this at all.
4: We talk about a lot of things that we all uh, try to right. forget. But this was like you, a forty five minute discussion.
1: Oh, wasn't no, really. No, no, no. I don't. No, no. I remember us talking about this. I'm okay. saying I don't remember us talking about this season. What I'm about to bring up. Did you guys read the thing about DK Metcalf and the OnlyFans thing? No, but I before you get My to
0: God, that, God, don't get off topic. So what's going on with this this bet here?
2: A well conspiracy? Are you about to turn this into a conspiracy theory that Russell Wilson
1: it's is, it's it, Adam Levitan of established a run created it's it's the Bible narrative. I don't right. know. So since this so this this OnlyFans, this girl on OnlyFans, I think it's like Tori Lander or Tommy Land or something, she tweets, she like sends out this stuff about she's like DK t- uh, you know, had me cut. I was going to his house, and then he was like, Hold on, turn around, don't come yet. He's like, I'm trying to get these three other girls so we can have a, my a, goodness, a group, a, group, this is a, a group family package.
2: show.
1: I'm just, I'm telling you, this happened
2: on October 27th. Well, apparently, this is what Brinson's family listens to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> since then, oh, ho,
1: ho, since then, and I, and I realized that Ross was probably hurting there, and DK missed a game where there was a buy. Do you know what DK has average per game? And his yeah. and his teammates made fun of him. By the way, wait a second, what did they make fun of him about for sending the girl back? Some guy replied to a tweet he sent out. He was like, hey, uh, are you doing anything on uh, on Tuesday? I was going to see if you want to join our foursome at, at the golf event. Wow. I mean, anyway, why would this affect his ability to catch football? He is averaging 3.8 receptions and 36 yards per game since then. Well, if that's your excuse that for is, why Okay, why but this
2: also coincides with uh Russell Wilson's well, – <laughs> <So, laughs> I,
1: I, I, I just wanted to – I mean, yeah, I don't I think th- that's a thing – Throw old it, it did seem of the like bus. tensions were boiling up between DK and Russ. On, on well, Tuesday. you're the one that bet that they're going to break the, the record. Well, yeah, I didn't think that Russ would break his damn hand. What do we bet So now that we know? Well, what that was the, the bet? Yeah, I mean, clearly it's not going to happen if Russ gets traded
4: but also Brinson, Brinson doesn't said technically... he would shave his head if I remember correctly. I think that's right. But
2: he doesn't technically lose the bet until both Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf are retired. Yeah, oh, he'll, he'll retired yeah. he's
4: like 55. He'll be clinging yeah, to this. Brinson's hair will be gone by. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah, at this rate, it will
0: be. We'll all win. Um, good, good Lord. I don't even know why you brought that up. Just just besmirching
1: DK's name. I just thought it was kind of a bizarre... DK Metcalf season, DK had in his first two years... He he didn't have Tyler Lockett tonight. Worth noting, he ain't Cooper Cup. 58 catches, 900 yards his first season. 83 catches on 129 targets, so his catch rate went way up. 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. He has eight touchdowns this year, which is is very good, but 56 catches, 753 yards. He's not going to have as good a season as he did when he was a rookie. And yes, I know that Russ has been hurt, but Lockett has been eating up more of the target share. Well, Lockett was the other you know, tribal before, enthusiast, Tyler Lockett. Before DK got
0: there, Lockett was, he's always been the number Lockett's
1: one. Lockett's great. Yeah. I'm just saying that if DK Metcalf, you were debating between DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson at various points in drafts, and Justin Jefferson has been a substantially more productive wide receiver this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jalen Rager might, might be the conversation at this point.
1: What? With, with what? With who? With DK? Yeah. What? Debo? He had a good night tonight. Recently to biased. No one has taken Jalen Rager over Debo. I mean, DK Metcalf.
0: I was just trying to make... I mean, Justin Jefferson, of course. No one's taken DK over Justin Jefferson, but Jalen Rager's a little closer to, to average than,
1: uh, than uh, with DK. <clears throat> Debo, uh, do you want to explain to him what, what he's doing? Russell just,
2: Wilson went 6-12 throwing to DK tonight. Just FYI. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean,
0: Jalen Rager catches at least seven of those.
2: What? what just happened? What happened? What just what a weird plot twist? Wilson is pro Jared Goff and pro Jalen Rager. So and
0: I'm trading two first round picks for JJ. I think white What's up?
1: And a hey, third man. round pick for Gardner Minshew.
0: No, I'm not. I'm not an idiot.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> By the way, hit that like button if you haven't already. Uh, are we? Are we we're not 114. Play. Ooh, Peyton that's pretty good. Marvin Harrison. They're, uh, they're getting there. So DK and Mecca, DK, DK is at what? Uh, I'm sorry. Well, I moved from DK's page to Jalen Rager's page just to see what Jalen Rager's stats were this year. They are at uh, 25. So probably not. No. I mean, if, if Russ is traded this off season, then it's done. But, you know, this time last year, as DK was having this monster season and people were talking about him as a top five wide receiver in football moving forward, there's no way in hell you would have suggested that Russ was going to get traded. That was an off season thing. Right.
0: Well, I'll welcome him with open arms to the Steelers. Um, I want to look this up quickly. It might take me a while, so keep talking.
1: Wait, what are you looking up? I just can't believe Jalen Rager was invoked.
0: I, it's, I was just, are. I was bringing it, bringing it back from the extreme of Justin Jefferson. I went, just, I just, went too keep, far. Keep
1: researching while I talk. All right. I don't know why
0: you were. I mean, the, I mean, you, the, I mean, you act like I said a personal affront to your your family members. So I found it. Uh, Pro Football Focus, who does great work, and we all love them. They came out with an article on uh, what's today, Tuesday. About realistic trade values for these quarterback situations. Now, I hate this article for one reason: they have the Steelers trading for Kirk Cousins. I do not, under any circumstance, want want that to happen. But they have uh, Russ Wilson landing in New Orleans. And let me let me read you the trade value and see how you feel about this, fellas. The terms: the Saints send the 2022 first round pick, which is going to be below a 15th round pick, uh, number 15 pick, uh, a first round in uh 2023 mm-hmm. a 2022 second rounder and a 2023 third rounder and the seahawks dead money will have 26 million next year and the, the saints will get a two-year 51 million dollar deal so two years they'll extend russ who's 33 or whatever he is and it's going to cost you two first rounders a second rounder and a third rounder i would do
1: that all day every day if you're the saints
3: yeah, the, the saints, yeah.
1: Pre- i don't think you can do that for Ross if you're the seahawks unless unless for some reason Russell's performance post surgery.
0: No, I don't think it's his trade at,
1: value, which I don't think it will. He'll because, be fine.
0: I think yeah. what you what what could affect it in terms of these deals and Seattle accept him if Russ says I'm just going to sit out. if He pulls one of those deals. What are you making a face for, Breach?
2: Uh, no, I think that's. And I, yeah, I don't know why I'd take that up as a Seahawks. I try to get more. I mean, if if the Texans are out there trying to get three first round picks for Deshaun Watson, that's Deshaun's well, twenty six or whatever he is, right? Yeah, but I mean, Russell thinks he's going to play ten more years. So I'm trying to get two
0: first rounders, a second round, a third round. How much do you want? You want three first, three first rounders. Yeah. Get, well, I don't think I don't think it's happening for anybody. For being
1: honest, I I don't see I don't see how you can viably trade. You don't have a first round pick in this upcoming draft. First of all, so <laughs> true. So you can get two of them. What about uh, you? Just get one,
2: right? You know who yeah.
1: who could trade them th-
2: three first round picks? The New York Giants That's... give them your two from twenty twenty two. One from the 2023 Bears pick is value. Boom. You have Russell Wilson and the Seahawks will happily take it. Cause right now those are two top 10 picks.
0: You're not trading three first round picks when two of them are in top
2: 10. Uh, if you want Russell Wilson, you are. All right, let's, well, let's make another bet. That All right. We'll how about it. just those two picks? Not three first round picks. Two no, top that, 10 picks. If you're the Seahawks,
1: would you do that, it? That's a in lot. this draft is like Pete Carroll and John Schneider porn. I mean, <laughs> and actually,
0: you know, players. I'm the one that always says we overvalue first round picks. So yes, I'm going to do it. I mean, what, what are,
1: about what about those two first round picks and Daniel Jones for Russ Wilson?
0: Well, that I mean, throw in Mike Glenn and Jake Fromm too. Just get rid of all of them. No offense to your buddy, but my point is like, yeah, who cares about Daniel Jones at that I mean, point?
1: Maybe I mean maybe the Seahawks think that they can bring Daniel Jones in and have him operate the. Yeah, you know, you yeah. draft two offensive linemen in the top ten. Yeah, maybe get some get some healthy guys back, and you have.
0: It sounds like an afterthought, but again, I mean. Would you rather have Daniel Jones on his rookie deal or Kirk Cousins? I think I'm taking Daniel Jones. If we're being honest, uh, no, Kirk Cousins. Mm, for the you got to pay pay him a salary as well.
1: Well, I mean, what, what team are they on? I
0: guess. Oh no, the Seahawks. That's what I'm saying.
1: Uh, no, Kirk Cousins.
0: No, how are you going to pay for the offensive lineman? Then you're paying this numb nut forty million.
1: They're losing because they spin on Russ. They're losing because they drafted terribly. The other problem is like, do the Seahawks even like first round picks, Would they even want to pick them Would they trade, but them trade down for both of them. I mean, who knows? Well, Rashad Penny,
0: they wouldn't um, even know what to do LJ, with them. LJ Collier. Well, they know what I mean, to the do. The Seahawks
1: launched their dynasty on essentially two, like the two two draft classes that landed, you know, the Earl Thomas they had in the first round and then the, you know, the Russ, Bobby Wagner and Richard Sherman was the Earl Thomas class, I think. Right.
0: All right, so let's let's uh, let's make a bet now. I'm going to bet that no quarterback uh, elicits. I think elicits is the right word. Three first round picks.
1: Elicit.
2: He does not think any quarterback is going uh, to three. Years. Elicits. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: I was going to say solicits, and then you got me thinking about DK again. Um, so <laughs> elicits three first round picks. Neither Deshaun nor
1: Russ nor Aaron. Elicits is correct. Yeah.
0: Thanks for looking it up. I saw
1: you. E list. I was like, what is an E list? Um, so you want the I, over?
0: I, th- I think that. Oh, here you go. Two and a half. That's the first round pick. You want the over or the under? I'll take the over for Russ. For each?
1: No, I'm, do, 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 I'm, if if you take if trade it. a player who's a first round pick, is it part of the packages that count?
0: Maybe that should count as a half because it's a, a post fact.
1: Play like a Daniel Jones or a Tua.
0: That's a half. You get a half point. So then you push, <laughs> push okay. unless you trade two of them, and then you win.
1: Trade two into the Giants, Tua and Daniel Jones, plus two first round picks to the Seahawks, win, yeah. and we're cooking with cooking with gas. Two and a half, Breach. What do you got?
2: I'm going under.
0: I do it. I don't think three are going to go. That's that's just too rich for these guys.
1: Well, I mean, to Breach's point, I mean the Bears are playing so poorly and the Giants are playing so poorly that if if you took those two first round picks and traded them, those are so high. That, that you don't, yeah. That, that's in the third. Right. And it's hard to imagine, like, would Russ, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if the Saints would send three, although Sean Payton has to think if he gets Russell Wilson, he's extending You want to hear something rock. crazy?
0: And not to get too far afield, but I was talking to, to our buddy Joe Musso, who's a huge Bears fan and was very angry last night in the chat because the Bears lost in the way that they did. His list of guys that he loves to, to replace Matt Nagy, uh, Josh McDaniel's number one, offensive guy, Byron Leftwich. Sean Payton.
1: Yeah. Bears fans keep talking about Sean I like, Payton. I don't really that understand though?
2: that. I, I'm with you. I was like, this sounds crazy. Why would, like, why would he leave a place where everyone loves him? And he's go like, well, to? well, they don't have Chicago. a quarterback.
0: Well, he's, they can draft a quarterback or sign one or trade for one. They'll be fine.
2: Or
1: come well, to Chicago. <laughs> he's, he's beloved in New Orleans. It's New Orleans. He basically runs, you know I mean? Tom Benson died. He and Mickey Lewis basically run the franchise. And Mickey Loomis is usually dealing with the Pelicans. So Sean, Sean Payton runs the Saint. He basically, he, he's like Pete Carroll. You know, he has a, a, an owner who died while he was coaching. So, you know Someone else took over. They are going to lean on him for advice. He can do whatever he wants with the draft. He can trade or sign for whoever he wants. He lives, again, he lives, Chicago's awesome, but there's one city that's better than Chicago. It's New Orleans. Not windy, not cold. He just got recently got remarried, remarried, for a second time. So he's not going hey, to, That's. I mean, weirder things have happened in the NFL, but that is a crazy take to suggest that, oh, I know what the, how the Bears can solve their problems. We'll just go get Sean Payton. Let me ask you
0: this. Sure. And, okay. And I don't know if we want to leave after this or not, but it, this just occurred to me and maybe there's an apology tour the next, uh, over the next few months or whatever.
1: What about John Gruden in Chicago? I don't think you can have John Gruden coach in 2022. All right. Right? Even if yeah, he apologizes? I don't think so. What
2: if he
0: apologizes? and Didn't he does? already apologize? Uh, um, he said he's going to sue the pants off
2: the NFL, I think.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's currently suing Roger Goodell. He's <laughs> not
0: <got>
2: coaching. <laughs> right. I mean, I but, guess. I mean, they... it would be hilarious if Jacksonville hired him. <laughs> 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 like, we're done be. with Urban Meyer. We're yeah. not going to do this controversial stuff anymore. We're going to go get John Gruden. He's a football awesome. guy.
1: Yeah, there was like a. Like. Um the is somebody yes Sean Payton did go to Eastern Illinois and he also was the offensive coordinator for the Giants so you can find connections for those guys all over the place but I would just be shocked if Sean Payton left his situation where if he if he finds a you know he had and and the Saints were playing great with Janus. he's I don't that's a very unlikely scenario I think okay that's
2: that's all stuff that's happening this offseason I think we should end with
1: are the Rams
2: going to win the NFC West
1: yes Oh, that's how we were initially going to talk about after the break. So, uh, who We was haven't it? taken a break yet? We've taken like four breaks. So we took the break. I said we were initially going to talk about Oh, after right. The break. We, well, we talked about
0: the Arizona schedule. They're going to win one game. I
2: asked you the over-under 11 and 11.5. You all banged the under.
1: But point, I, I said, do you know what the odds are on the NFC West? And then we went off. Oh. Into like the Ram games. schedule
2: is not much friendlier, though. That's the twist.
0: Well, the, the Cardinals have Indy at Dallas and Seattle. They can't win home games, and they're going to lose on the road to Dallas. So they win one game there. They get to 11 wins. Look
1: at these numbers. Man. Oh, my
0: gosh. Oh, it's still minus number minus money for the Cardinals. I think the Rams Ram are a bet.
1: Rams are a bet there.
0: Uh, Breach, who the, where are the next three games for the Rams? The at Rams
2: are at Minnesota. Minnesota. Win. At Baltimore. Toss up. But a winnable game. And then close the season against the 49ers.
0: The thing is, Baltimore can't score points, and whether it's Tyler Huntley or, or Lamar Jackson, it ain't like the Rams are scoring a lot of points either. As yep. you noted, for instance, it was three-three at three the half, and the San Francisco game will be tough. That'll be that'll be home in Los Angeles.
1: Um, so if the let me clear this out real quick, if the Rams
0: Rams need to win two games, and I I don't I don't see a path, and maybe this is jinxing it, a reverse jinxing it, for the Cardinals to win two games. I think they go one and two.
1: Well, I'm sort of wondering what would happen if, would the could the Rams find themselves in a situation where, so if they go 2-0 and and the Cardinals go 0-2 over the next two weeks, and the just for sake of discussion, the 49ers go 2-0 and as well. So the 49ers the be playing
2: for second place in the division.
1: Yes, but the, at that point, the Rams would be 12, and at the same time, we've got a... Let me just do Green Bay too, just because the Rams would have moved up to the two seed. Let's give Dallas a win. Let's give Green Bay a win on Christmas. We give Green Bay a win over the Vikings, and where are the Cowboys? Cowboys beat the Cardinals, so we go into Week 18. The Rams are 12 and four. The car, the Cowboys are 12 and four, and the Packers are 13 and three. Yeah, the Rams. And the, with the Cardinals in this 49ers at 10 and 6, the Rams have won the division. Sean McVay, if, ha, if he has a chance to sit anybody at any point, he does it. Yeah. so I'm sort of wondering if, let's see, if Philly wins, the Rams would jump up to two, but I don't think they can catch.
2: They already lost the Packers, so they're not going to win. They ahead. can't catch the Packers. Right, right, right. They can't.
1: Right. So I sort of think, like, even if the Lions won and the Rams, I sort of think if. They What's your alternate play here? Yeah, where are you Is going? That- where are you going I with think, this? I think that if the Rams go 2-0 and oh and the Cardinals go 0-2, oh Sean McVay sits everybody in Week 18. Oh, okay. Because so ultimately the, so they would, Against the 49ers. Against the 49ers, which then probably gets the 49ers to leapfrog the Cardinals, which would put the Cardinals in severe danger of missing the playoffs.
2: Uh, they're not going to miss
1: it. Because we just said they're
2: going to go 1-2. No, if they win yeah. one game, they're in.
1: Right. I, I wouldn't call
2: it, but, but th- then they're in a wild card spot, and they're they could be facing the Rams in the first round.
1: I just don't know that. I don't know that. Um, Sean McVay would care about whether he was the two, three, or four seed. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll do the as math. As a matter of
2: fact, uh, our sports line projections that will be coming out either tomorrow or Thursday, the Cardinals' are projected finish is the fifth seed. Sure. That's yep. a pretty wow, That's even a, though they are negative 155, that means they are not projected to win the division, according to us. Which means one of these bets
1: is a good number here. The, the Rams at plus 135 is a very good bet. The Ram it should be really should be like minus 110 on each one because you're, you're what's I guess to be a four game parlay, maybe, maybe. I guess you need a four game parlay out of six or something like that, right? If the Cardinals lose two and the Rams win two, it's over. And the Cardinals are against the Colts and against the Cowboys. And the Rams have the, who do we say, week 16? Rams have Ravens Ravens. At the Vikings, at the Packers. I mean, at the Ravens, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a dogfight. But if I'm getting plus money on the Rams, I'm I'm taking the Rams. And the other thing about that Vikings
2: game is that you got a Tuesday game. You got to fly halfway across the country. It's Christmas weekend. It's one of those weird things where – I think weird things are going to happen on Sunday. Yeah, Kirk House is going to throw four interceptions.
1: And Matthew Stafford's going to throw six. I mean, again, as we we pointed out, the the people who got hosed in the movement of the schedule are the Eagles and uh, the teams that won. I mean, you know, the Raiders, Eagles, and and Rams.
0: Well, don't get mad, get better.
1: All right. (laughs) I'm going to put that on a shirt. Don't get mad, get better. There's a path that's how we sign off to, to not podcast. getting mad get, mad, getting get better. better all right thanks for watching thanks for listening on this tuesday night oh we even got done before wednesday came oh, around yes it's tuesday night. there'll be a brady quinn football show in the feed i know everybody loves to we do a little urban Meyer talk too don't worry about it um
4: people get that's dropping yeah. at noon on wednesday noon on wednesday a little later so people can listen to this recap
1: all right because this is coming out so there's a Brady Quinn uh, podcast in the feed at uh, noon. And then we'll be back on uh, Thursday with a big show and oh, what a friggin week. A pick show, of course, uh, the the uh, Thursday night football preview. And then, of course, the Thursday night football recap. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button and hit subscribe so you know when we go live on Thursday, there will be just as an FYI, no Christmas show despite two games on Christmas. I'm, I'm sorry in advance. I'm not going to do it. I could do it. wouldn't be pretty. All right. Wilson of I'm Renson. We'll see you guys later.
3: Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time.